We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today I want to introduce you to Vito. Vito is one of my coach and trainers here this week. Uh, we're in Mexico at a free dive camp and um, he is not only extremely talented in that field, and I'll let you guys follow along and see what that means for yourself, but um, also just a very uh, down-to-earth and chill human being I've gotten to spend some time with. <laughs> Has uh, helped and pushed me to some limits that I uh, see for myself and I've really appreciated his uh, input and uh, things I've gotten to learn so far so um, he's agreed to sit down and let me share a little bit of him with you guys so Vito thank you for being here and for your time. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) So I have a list of questions I work through with all of my guests they're all designed at getting to know you, uh, your perspective, your experience in life and uh, there are no wrong answers. (laughs) answer as you feel it and feel comfortable and uh, trust me I can make some wrong answers great let's see where it goes (laughs) looking forward to that Um, first one is who do you define yourself as (laughs) (laughs) he says it's gonna be easy question I don't know it's uh, it's it's a really tough one Um, I guess either first and foremost I like to see myself as a free spirit and every sense of the world word but also when i dig deeper i'm not sure maybe like all my changes of preferences locations uh, things that i do are sometimes i think it's maybe escaping something like to to settle down to get like grounded somewhere or something like that so maybe maybe there's a combination of both but yeah other than that Formally, I'm a, I'm a professional freediving athlete. I'm also a professional coach, and I coach most of my athletes in freediving lately because it's kind of become a big part of my life and lifestyle. And I also have a freediving school. I developed a few a few centers for um, research in freediving, mostly concerning sport and, and medical research. So I'm involved a little bit in that and through that I'm working as a pulmonary rehabilitator that's one of my degrees so I cooperate a lot with hospitals and different patients different athletes and that's my freediving side other than that I am quite active in a few other sports not nearly as much as I would like to be but working on it I have a digital production company and I deal with a few other businesses on the side so I would say it's never never really boring for me <laughs> free diving free spirit and uh, all around that yeah. yeah anything that you can attach free <laughs> I'm gonna like free it. climbing free spirit free diving <laughs> that works um, next one is a little easier um, what is your favorite food I, I hate favorite questions I have a <laughs> I have a problem with uh, with anything that I cannot really quantify and objectively analyze, I have a, a problem in making a priority list around it. So, favorite food, TV show, movie, 
best friend, best <laughs> this, best that, <laughs> favorite book. Yeah, it's it's always a tough one. But okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go with whatever first comes to mind. So I like simple things. When when I ate a lot of meat before, it was definitely steak and potatoes, something like that. Super simple. And now that I'm trying to avoid meat or anything from the sea, let's say it would be uh, some sort of uh, gnocchi or different type of pasta or something like that. As, as simple, uh, the simple, the more simple, the better. Fair enough. <laughs> are you uh, are you reading anything right now? Emails. <laughs> when I have time um, no but I was thinking about reading a book about sleep I was getting a little bit more interested in the neuroscience about recovery and stuff like that but I decided it's gonna take too much of my time so I usually don't have time for books I don't follow media I don't have a TV I don't read newspaper it's on one hand it's kind of a good thing but on the other hand it's a little bit irresponsible and, and silly so yeah I'm trying to find the balance just it's on my list it's fair it's always good to have a list <laughs> I have many lists yeah. <laughs> I think in lists so I understand that <laughs> um, what would you say is your greatest fear my greatest what fear mm, someone asked me that in an interview a long time ago I knew I had a really creative answer <laughs> I'm not sure, um, not in a sense that I'm a fearless person, I'm pretty sure I'm afraid of something, but I'm just really good at hiding it from myself. So yeah, I'm not, not really sure at, at the moment what would be something that I, that I really fear. I know I don't really like injuries, like in the most uh, simple sense of the meaning fear. I've had many of them in the past and now I'm really, really trying to avoid it because it's not good for my work and, and I just hate it. I, <laughs> I really don't want to get injured anymore. <laughs> so definitely one of the very simple fears is just falling and when I get to high speeds in different sports, I realize that this strange fear kicks in. It wasn't there before when I was younger, but now it's definitely here. Mm, I, I don't know, something else, maybe, maybe getting old, maybe getting bored. I'm not sure. It's a, it's a quite tough philosophical question. <laughs> I need to get better prepared for, for your podcast. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, in your line of work and life, uh, injury or something that takes away that ability to keep doing it uh, makes a lot of sense to hope it never happens. What would you say that you value the most? Probably my friends and the uh, human qualities that they kind of encompass and simplicity of life and yeah I think I think one of my biggest values is having uh, a quite big number of really really good friends with with whom I can be completely honest and uh, feel accepted and I think they feel the same way and having this is really really something that anyone can just strive for and yeah in, in an environment like that uh, you kind of start feeling fearless because no matter what happens there's always this community that is there for you and yeah we're, we're we're all very very different and come from different backgrounds different aspects but 
we're always kind of there for each other and I really think that's one of the biggest values that I've sort of uh, created but also was lucky to like stumble upon too and a little bit smart enough to recognize like uh, who has these values that are definitely going to last forever Hmm. yeah no I think that's it's really important and and, then like you said like to be able to recognize it and to know that it's there and to value it in that way it's sometimes we don't do that soon enough and uh, and miss out on that yeah or or we go to for some wrong things I, I see many people just following wrong ideals wrong things and and then they miss out on really, really important ones. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just super happy. I, I guess I was raised in this romantic fairy tale childhood where you read a lot of uh, fairy tales and stuff like this. And then you kind of grow up uh, seeking those values. Mm-hmm. And I guess all Disney movies and <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think my childhood shaped me in that way a lot. And it's one of the good things I can like point out as, mm. in, as being a child is really, really being exposed to, to these values and stories, and and I think that's a that's a good thing, and it, it shaped how I filtered the world around me. No, yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's a good. It's not a bad thing to let some things be romanticized in our minds and and seek them out. When was the last time you felt joy? I guess when you did your four-minute static. <laughs> 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 you were happy for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm always happy when people like go over their limits and mm. f- realize that it's it's there, it's very possible, it's very doable. And I know sometimes I sometimes I'm happier with when I see other people succeed because I've I must say that I've seen a lot of things happen and I've done a lot of things in my life and I've became a little bit maybe maybe dull maybe spoiled maybe Hmm. I don't know what but it's kind of getting hard to impress me with either something that I do or or (laughs) that I see someone else do but I know that for each individual it's different to to go through some of their own like blocks and boundaries and then when I see that happen especially in a sports environment I'm I'm super happy for that Uh, I guess this is why Lately, I'm enjoying and investing much more time into into coaching others than than myself. And I f- see it as a. I know myself very well, and I know exactly what I need to invest and how to get success or to get the outcome that I want. And, and then it no longer becomes a, a challenge. But working with others is it's a much bigger challenge. Mm-hmm. So I kind of really appreciate and value other successes and it really fills me up with with something and i feel like okay my my time here is has been valuable and mm-hmm. useful and i'm helping the community in a way <laughs> well um honored to be a part of a small part of joy for you and uh i really appreciated your patience with me in that and uh lying to me about what time i was at <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. Uh, another trick in the book <laughs> No, it was good. No, that's cool. I I think that's neat to be able to say, like, I really prefer seeing or maybe find more joy in seeing it in other people and what they're pushing themselves in at this point because I think, yeah, often when you're that capable of uh, doing so many things, it is hard to to be motivated 
and uh, find joy in like, oh yeah, I did this, uh, but I can do anything. So seeing somebody else reach out is, is yeah, pretty I guess cool. It's, a, it's another way of uh, of saying that I'm just lazy and don't, don't want to push myself anymore. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, when was the last time you were afraid and why? Last time I was afraid. Uh, a month and a half ago, we had a really big competition and we, we all organize it as volunteers and it comes to a point sometimes that nothing goes in the backhand of things. Sometimes things don't go as smooth as possible, especially financially. And then it turns out to be, if it works, it's great. But if it doesn't work, it's a huge problem for all of us. Mm. And it's not just in a, <clears throat> in a financial sense, it's in a sense that with so many volunteers and people involved and so many energy invested, you really want something to succeed. And we've had quite a challenging weather. And when you have to handle like 50 people in staff and another 40 athletes and judges and like everything around it, yeah, I got this fear that, oh my God, what if this doesn't work? I mean, all these people, who knows if they're gonna understand it or be disappointed or how how this is going to end up mm -hmm. so yeah it creates a little bit of fear when you get into these projects mm -hmm. and then and then you're thinking what if i took a big bite and i'm not going to be able to chew it through mm -hmm. but everything worked out well and, and everything was really really nice I, I was super super happy with how things worked out oh that's cool yeah anytime managing large groups of people and knowing that they're all like looking to you for an expectation or something and, and feeling that pressure it's like a yeah, really yeah. strong desire for it to work out <laughs> yeah. would you say that there's a moment in your life that changed you or taught you something oh uh, yeah I, I learned something every day like uh, uh, there were many moments like I've definitely one of them was getting injured and I've had a few big injuries one of them was like breaking my neck spine and who knows what in a, in a gymnastic session and then I was a very very driven young athlete and sport was all my life and then learning to kind of go through it rehabilitate it took 10 years to get back to professional sports and during those 10 years I learned that there's so much more things in life than than just sports and that I can definitely work around it mm. That was definitely one of the shaping moments in my life. But then also winning some important things and achieving some goals that I've considered to be big and learning that that doesn't really change anything and that it really tells you something about yourself. Mm. I think it's good for some, for everyone it's good to like get to their goals and that you get to a point there like what next and if everything was done before properly then nothing really changes mm. and you can just enjoy your life uh, even even fullest and share your your joy and your success with others and kind of try to give more to others mm -hmm. and if you've did wrong steps then you'll soon realize that you're gonna be really lonely uh, <laughs> on the top mm. and I'm really happy that not only I can share some of my successes but that I can really, really push them on to other athletes, which are now some of them even more successful than me. And this gives me a, an amazing joy and good energy and actually the motivation to, to push forward. So these bonds, these relationships that I shape through, throughout my sport journey 
have really helped me shape myself in character and as an individual as well. So I, I literally learn stuff every day, uh, every new country, every new person I meet, and I've uh, I've been through some really hard times with myself. It's never been uh, super peachy. Like back at the beginning, I came from a really really like poor environment, and uh, my family was struggling struggling to to go forward and provide me with anything that I need. And there I learned some really important lessons on like what's really important in life. Then after that uh, I wanted to travel a lot and like to live my dreams in a way and I also needed to learn how to do that while managing many other things as well. And by doing that the hard way I think I also learned so much about life and about myself. And then after all of that I've, I've had this really big emotional journey and with like um, been been in and out of relationships for a lot and I realized that I would like to like get some work on myself and this journey with the help of a lot of therapists psychiatrists psychologists I was never afraid to explore mm-hmm. my physical limits my mental limits mm-hmm. and this also has shaped me a lot and and made me realize that we're all different and that it's really not okay to judge things at the first glance mm. for a while there there i think i had a period in my life where i was maybe a little bit arrogant and i thought <laughs> i know all the answers right away and i could definitely put people in drawers <laughs> but i think this personal experience and this journey really really taught me to <laughs> to be smarter to be better and i'm i'm i think i'm at a point in life where i'm really happy with myself and at peace with myself and so yeah but still i see that there's so much to be learned and all the processes that have started still need to be finished and who knows if i'll finish them in one lifetime Hmm. well thank you for i made that complicated no not at all (laughs) i really appreciate you sharing that i think there's a lot of value in that and a lot that people listening or anyone can take and and uh and be reminded of it's not it's not just reduced down to those moments that we're like, you know, this is who I am, or I appreciate your, your bringing in of ego. I know we've talked a little bit that you've, you've shared and other people have. There's a lot of that sometimes within the sport uh, of freediving. And uh, I've just really appreciated watching you and, and how much that doesn't seem to be a part of you. And you really have a lot of space to, to brag that you could and you don't. And I, I find that to be something that I really admire and appreciate in you. It. Yeah, work on that. <laughs> now, it, it makes you very approachable. It also makes it, um, it makes it very easy for me to learn from you because I don't feel that I'm, uh, I don't have an added pressure. It's, um, you know, you, you're seeing the person in front of you as another human being and not like you're beneath me because you're not at my level. And I think that's something that, we can all lose sight of when we uh, achieve a lot in whatever area of life we're successful in. So, I, I think I, I think there's a lot of, of value that you've shared there, and I appreciate and it. I'm really happy you said that, and I really, and I'm super happy if this is like the 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 atmosphere that I create around mm-hmm. myself because I think that's how it should be, mm-hmm. and especially in this sport, like no, no sport is to be underestimated, but this is such a small sport. Mm-hmm. We really need to be real about what we're doing and. And is it is it really something to like get big headed about? <laughs> I think there's so much more value in, in sharing with others and and helping everyone do their their small bit hmm. for themselves through this sport. Hmm. 
Yeah, very much so. No, I, I, I mean that wholeheartedly, and I, and I do see that, and I've appreciated it. So, yeah, thank you for that. Um, so you've spent uh, about a week with me, or a little less so far, but um, what is something you <laughs> it think? Seems like it forever. seems like forever, when, especially when we're sitting under the water. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, what is something you think you and I have in common? Um, positivity. Hmm. I think you're a positive person. You remind me of a person that. I used to know a long time ago and that was probably like one of the most positive people I've known mm-hmm. and yeah I think I think that's something we have in common to be positive and mm-hmm. optimistic and open to things that come hmm. well I'm grateful to share that with you so thank you uh, what is something you are looking forward to I'm looking forward to climbing more next year <laughs> <laughs> diving less climbing more yeah I'm really I'm really missing other sports and I want to do more more climbing, more highlining, more skydiving, more surfing and hmm. for me it's really important to to be active in different aspects and I'm hoping that I manage to make my plan game plan for next year right <laughs> and uh, it's not going to be no free diving and I'm planning some big results, some world records as well for me and for my team but on top of that I want to create time for myself I want to be lazy I want to finally read a book (laughs) and yeah I want to focus on that and above all uh, like this year I've been teaching on all continents I've been competing on almost all continents I'm I'm in this constant machine of traveling working getting medals like satisfying sponsors and next year I really want to make time for my friends just to Mm. drink beer relax (laughs) watch a movie go to the beach like at home in Croatia (laughs) it's the best place in the world well planning on getting there soon and seeing if you're right about that no I'm kidding I'm sure you are no that's that's cool it's it's really important to identify that I think that's one of the things like as we get I won't say older because um you're not old but as we get a little bit older we just kind of appreciate the people and the time and time for ourselves and I think things that matter a little bit more so I hope you get that uh, in very very large doses next year so um, on the other end of that is there anything you wish was over already or maybe didn't exist in the world today It'd be amazing if you could just like provide knowledge and education to people worldwide to to realize the the bigger picture but mm. then yeah things would get boring <laughs> pretty pretty soon yeah it's yeah it's a, it's a very very wide question yeah that's fair yeah of, of course i wish i wish that everyone's happy but this is not something that you can just wish for you you need to work on it mm. i'm not very much involved in uh, like politics and stuff i think maybe everyone should be a little bit involved and then maybe the world would be a better place Mm. instead of just complaining about politics Mm. i try to change things on a micro level with clubs and communities and stuff like that but i don't know maybe i should like get a little bit more responsible and then answer this question with actual doings and not just with wishing But yeah, it's a tough question. Yeah, and the world hunger. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fair. I, I appreciate. I think so many times it's it's sometimes it's better to say I don't know. I don't have like a full answer yet, but come back to me and being okay not having exactly maybe what we would say at some point in our life. But 
What would you say makes you feel known and valued? Self-fishing for compliments. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think there's there's two layers of people people who don't really know me or superficially know me and they would probably say say that I'm really hardcore demanding much like quite aggressive and not being thoughtful about other people's feelings and emotion just being performance driven and I think there's another layer of people that know that it's just part of a big joke and that I know that these things are not so important but on the other hand, I'm very objective and analytical, and everything I suggest or say, I, I stand behind it. I know why I say it. I think I'm valued for being helpful and accepting people for who they are. From people who really know me, I think those are the, the things that they would like about me. Um, and problem solving is usually my, my biggest skill and my number one value in work. So in all sorts of like in my company I'm usually solving problems and then we just technically make it work or uh, I, I work as a consultant for uh, hyperbaric and underwater patents for a company in, in, in Belgium basically my work is just solving problems I get problems I take a piece of paper I solve them yeah. in freediving as well people usually come to solve a problem I give them answers so solve problems and <laughs> Yeah, I think the speed and the speed and efficiency of solving problems is one of my biggest values and I think this is what I'm valued for uh, professionally. Yeah, that's really cool. I'll uh, start sending all my problems your way then if I have them. Yeah. <laughs> Send you a nice long list. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I know you've mentioned Croatia a little bit, but uh, where do you call home and what makes it home to you? Well, I can feel at home practically anywhere but yeah Croatia is my home Rijeka in North Adriatic is where I grew up and where I constantly return to and people often ask me why am I not moving out somewhere because I can be in such different places but really when everything comes together and everything sums up I think my hometown is probably one of the best places to be it's the logistics, the prices, people-wise, education-wise, safety-wise, climate-wise, food-wise, mm. experience-wise, connectivity-wise, when everything is brought together, it's probably one of the best locations in the world. Mm. And I really don't see myself living anywhere else as a base. New Zealand was pretty nice. Some places in Chile were pretty nice. But there's always something. And, and this this town kind of has it all that's cool well looking forward to seeing it someday what is something you used to struggle with but uh don't anymore i struggle with everything <laughs> every day um not sure something that i used to struggle with maybe expectations hmm. i don't have expectations anymore for for my daily schedule or my performance or how much trainings I'm gonna be able to put in in a day. I really lowered or managed to like dissolve all my expectations and it feels better now. I do what I can and, and that's, that's all I can. I, I was constantly feeling bad about not doing more mm -hmm. and it's not a good place. So I think this is something that I've successfully resolved. But who knows, let's wait for Monday and I <laughs> might have some, some problems in we'll, that area. We'll revisit it and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, what is something you are confident in helping someone else through or with? Well, freediving, definitely. Hmm. Any kind of uh, sport-related issue or topic, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to make a mistake. I maybe will not help right away, but I'm not going to give wrong advice. So hmm. I'm really confident in, in sports science and, and helping people with training with sports. This, this is a big background of me. And I have a lot of experience there, so I'm fine. Uh, Freediving and other sports including. Uh, another, another chapter where I always remember feeling super confident is probably rescue. Mm-hmm. I've, I've worked in a, I've, I've managed a rescue station for five years and I really think I never made a wrong call, wrong decision, made a mistake. And whether it was sea rescue, high altitude rescue, stressful situations of any kind, I think I really, really do good in those situations. And I'm super confident to, that I'm going to make the right choices in, mm. in high risk situations. No, that's cool. I mean, and with good reason. You've done a lot of work and studying and have a ton of knowledge and ability to to be able to share that, to be able to know that. And uh, yeah, and you are very calm under pressure. So I think um, it's, uh, it's a really cool thing to have and a really cool thing to be able to say, yeah, no, I, I've got that and, and know that that's true. And I'm sure it's helpful for people diving in your care to know that like, okay, somebody's paying attention. They've got me. I can yeah, push maybe myself. Sometimes they, they think that I'm too... <laughs> I would just say too too relaxed about everything, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think about many factors a few steps ahead. So mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's always been safe. No, that's a it's, if you're if you're calm, there's like the calm that's like ignoring things, and then there's like the calm that's like no, I'm calm because like you're saying like yourself, you you know what's going on, and that one is is kind of settling, I think, in a good way. So it's a good it's a good trait to have. Is there anything you wish you could say to somebody you love but feel like maybe they're not in a place that they would receive it as you intend it? Oh yeah, I think I think there's like many things in in that direction. Um, but you know, some some things are already gone and we cannot change what happened. We cannot change history and bring back people that are not longer with us. For example, but it can be a lesson to to be smarter in the future and mm. to express ourselves more and I actually had a documentary project around that at the beginning of the year we made a there's a book by Dostoevsky it's called Idiot <laughs> and in that book uh, the, the main character says I wish I would I wish I could speak to someone like there is no tomorrow like mm. there is no one listening without mm. being judged without being heard and I, I could just speak my mind completely free and open and I think especially among, um, maybe even among people who are in a romantic relationship, sometimes they don't really express how much they value another person. Mm-hmm. And I noticed this especially between like family relationships and friends, that they are there for each other, but they never really express how important that relationship is to them. And if they resent something, it's also left sometimes kind of swept under the carpet. I think this reinforces the relationship and the project was in a way that we were five friends facing the camera all alone in an empty theater mm-hmm. and just expressing something we want to say to to each of those five friends. 
and now there is a whole ton of this footage that I should go through but I think it it could be an interesting uh, outcome of that all hmm. yeah no that's that's really cool would there be anything that would be hard for you to hear about yourself from somebody you love well I'm sure it would <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it would but I would still like to hear it hmm. fair enough what would you say makes you feel at peace I'm always kind of at peace uh, except when I'm late for a class a, a plane a bus so almost always <laughs> so 90% of the time yeah I like to be late but I'm, I'm when I come then I'm, I'm at peace so yeah I, I'm not really I'm a I think I'm a pretty much at peace all the time that's good um, this one's always a little bit of a loaded question but um, is there anything you wish you could say to the opposite sex that normally uh, wouldn't be received while coming from you as a man whether that's a compliment a criticism a bit of advice or Something however you would, would take say it that wouldn't be received welcoming oh, you've experienced so it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would need like a week to think about this one <laughs> so now I'm, I'm exposed <laughs> to being judged if I do the wrong thing. No, not at all. I don't really know. I usually speak my mind quite quite openly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people take it the wrong way, but people who get to know me realize that I never have a bad intention behind it. I just like to say things loud and clear. Um, not sure, like opposite sex. I don't know. That's I like fair. you. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go with that one. <laughs> yeah, don't don't take it bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Um, so I know you're used to um, sharing advice and wisdom with your athletes that you're coaching, or I'm sure uh, with friends and and speaking with people in that regard. But if you were to have a large audience before you and to leave them with a bit of wisdom, advice, or a life lesson, what would you share? Depends on the age of the audience. Hmm. But I would say try to remember your, your wishes and dreams when you were younger and write them down or write them down now because I see many of, of the people around me forgetting what they really like, forgetting what they really wish for and just being like consumed by everyday lifestyle, going to work, going back from work, thinking mm -hmm. about a vacation, doing this, doing that, mm -hmm. just doing things for doing things without having a purpose, without going towards a goal. And I think this is sad because I think when people achieve their dreams or wishes or go to the place that I always wanted to visit, for example, I think it makes them happier and mm -hmm. happier people are then better for the community for the environment and mm. they become better people mm. I have a really long list of things when I was a kid like a long time ago I realized that it's impossible for me to do all the things that I want but mm. I thought maybe one day I'll be able to do so and I, I started making lists of things that I really need to do and I've the list keeps growing but I've also managed to tick off some of the things and some of the things were really really silly and like looking at it from an adult's perspective now it's it's meaningless I mean mm -hmm. to, to go to some place now for me means nothing I just buy a ticket and go mm -hmm. but I still want to do it because of the kid that that thought that that's maybe never going to be possible mm -hmm. and it gives me really a lot of uh, fulfillment and, and joy and feeling of completeness so I would say just, you know, 
don't forget your dreams, write them down mm -hmm. and structure the ways that it's possible to achieve them. Mm -hmm. Maybe not very short term, but long term, I'm pretty sure anyone can do anything and you just need to work for it and, and think about it and have this little goal and little drive in life. And then I think all of the life becomes better and you become a better person through that. Mm -hmm. I think that's very sound advice and I, I really appreciate that. So thank you for sharing. What is something you love about your culture? Huh. Um, it would be easier to say what I don't love about my culture. <laughs> we'll ask you that one next. <laughs> yeah, we, we are a culture that likes to complain about things. <laughs> and like, uh, But sometimes in a, in a positive way, sometimes not. Uh, but what I would love about it, I, I don't know, I think maybe that the people are resourceful and they they make their way regardless of uh, anything that happens. The, my country has been, like only in the last 100 years, has been in a huge war three times and it's always starting from scratch. So people know how to, how to make their way and it's always it's like avoiding something either taxes or law or this or that everyone is kind of making their way and that's uh for the whole system maybe it's not such a good thing but individually i think it learn it, it teaches you how to think outside of the box and i think that's uh that's a good thing uh, in general people from croatia are really really friendly and welcoming so i would i would keep it at that i think that's a that's a nice cultural thing we're also the culture in croatia is uh, has so much uh, influence from all other cultures mm. that have passed through or visited so it's a really big mix of everything no that's cool yeah if there i, I think i see a lot of those things that you describe in you uh, in yourself and what i've experienced with you so that's a cool thing, the resilience and um, not so much the complaining, maybe about getting up in the morning, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I complain a lot. <laughs> we tolerate it. No, it's <laughs> um, would you say that you know what your purpose is in life? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew. <laughs> All right, I know you have a few, but do you have a favorite tattoo and why? A favorite tattoo? Mm-hmm. No. Then all the others would feel bad if I was my <laughs> favorite one. <laughs> I don't want anyone to feel left out. No, no, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, they, they all have their, they all have their meaning and like specifics. Yeah, it's really hard to point a favorite one. <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, it's always neat. I feel like often they tell cool stories about us so it's nice to like every one of them that you have and not be like man i wish i didn't get that one or this one has yeah but to have a, a shared love for all of them is kind of a cool thing so what is something you've accomplished that you're really proud of well creating this uh, system of competitions in croatia uh, built on a completely voluntary basis and now being the most active ida and having four mm. pool comps and four depth comps every year uh I think that's a really big accomplishment and in a sport like this that has no like basis and no funding mm -hmm. that was really not easy but now it's a stable platform that's that's running also mm -hmm. the pool of athletes created there mm -hmm. uh, from beginners to world champions and world record holders is really great not in a sense that they're all uh, super potentially successful uh, athletes but in a sense that I've managed to create this this vibe in the community that it's 
they're really supportive to each other and we really are happy for each other's successes even though we are direct rivals of, of each other mm -hmm. and this I don't see so much in, in sports nowadays and I've been involved in a lot of sports and there's been a lot of other sport movements that I'm kind of a proud of uh, unfortunately it's no longer active but at one point I started a climbing school that was like hosting for over a hundred kids and I think it gave them a lot of uh, different perspectives to life because many of the kids there were a little bit lost in, in their current environment and they saw a huge potential to be successful at something even though for just one training session one day one year or whatever hmm. so there there are some other like like climbing climbing achievements that I'm kind of happy with because they were against the odds and I always like things to be against all odds. <laughs> there is one expedition project that I say always is my, my favorite expedition. I, I've been to many of them, but when I go on a high altitude expedition or a, a big wall climb or a high line or, or some other expedition that seems crazy and dangerous and risky, it's always well thought thought out and it's never crazy, it's never risky, even though how it looks. Um, and I never go on a trip like that, bringing in sponsors, media and everything else, thinking that there's a good possibility that I'm gonna fail. I always mm -hmm. think there's a very, very good percentage of chances that, uh, that everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. And everything always is okay. But there's this one, so it goes back to the story of a list. I, I wanted to go to one, this little island in Adriatic, which is really, really small. It's completely insignificant. It's the furthest away island from the coast. And it's just a piece of rock in the ocean. But for me, it looked magical. And to get there as a kid, it was like impossible. The, it, was, it was everything was against me, like the, the prices, the logistics, the everything. And because it was on the list, at some point I wanted to go there, but I didn't want to just rent a boat and go. I wanted to make it as magical as it seemed when I was a kid. So me and a friend, we got, we sat into this uh, paddle boat, which is like a kid's paddle boat with a, with a water slide and, and the, in the middle and dolphins on the side, it's like a plastic tub. And we went out to the open sea. And there is now a documentary about it. I, I don't think anyone will manage to do it after us, to be honest, because if you survive the, the nature and if you're lucky enough not to be destroyed by waves by, by anything else this was a seven a seven day journey a seven day paddle journey on a really small like plastic boat that's it's not designed seven days on those boats we all it's everybody illegal, <laughs> it's illegal to move 300 meters from shore with this because oh it's a toy and we went out and if you have the luck to get to the island uh, with good weather, which is possible, there is no way you will escape the police. And the police will definitely bring you back. And we ran into the police, uh, but we were extremely lucky. I don't know how I managed to sell them a story that <laughs> we're doing uh, a, an important documentary for the, the country and it's like been uh, supported by the president and the ministry. 
and I, I, I took all these papers from different projects and just quickly showed them. And <laughs> they saw these stamps and me with the president and they were really confused, like, what are these guys doing here? And at the same time, an Italian boat, like, entered the, the territorial waters and another small boat couldn't catch them, so they wanted to open fire and it was a big mess at sea. And they just weren't sure, are we completely crazy? or this is actually some important project. <laughs> I told them that the boat is unsinkable, that it just looks crazy, but it's completely unsinkable. It's been redesigned and they can shoot it and it cannot sink. And we have TV crews and, and helicopters and everything around hidden, <laughs> so it can come back in 20 minutes in case something happens. And they were completely confused, but they needed to like take care of this problem. And they said, okay, like, you need to call all those supporting vessels and have them here right now or we're we're gonna have to bring you back in and you're gonna be fined and prosecuted and we were like yeah sure no problem go deal with that and we deal with this and they went away and we started paddling like crazy and managed to reach the island <laughs> and, and while we're on the island we're safe because we are not away from shore even though it's just a rock in the ocean and then we called uh, we called one guy and it was like a crazy story to come to this guy to come bring us and tow us from this island so that we got, don't get in trouble with the police which was a good thing because it was a hellstorm like literally hours from that so I think managing this with the police and with the weather and with everything else and just finding someone who is silly enough to do it <laughs> I'm not sure it's gonna happen again and this was the only project that actually had a very very tiny chance of success but in the in the end it succeeded and I always say it's it was the biggest internal expedition that we could go for every day was a decision like mm. knowing that we could literally die at sea yeah but do we really want to like chase this dream another day and I, I'm just not sure how this crazy friend of mine was <laughs> was able to do it I know why I wanted to do it, but you know why, why he was there, I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe he was sitting next to you saying the same thing. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I don't know. That's great. Um, yeah, any of us who've ever been in one of those boats before, um, where you're just like... No, it for was your first life, time. Like, and you're uh, never uh, going never, anywhere. Yeah. We yeah, didn't no. know if the boat worked. We just <laughs> put it in the sea and, and went. That's amazing. I think uh, that's, if anybody's listening and maybe want want to know if, if something could sum you up I think that does a, a bit of a good job but <laughs> yeah that, that, that was a beautiful project I'm super proud <laughs> that, that we survived <laughs> I'm glad you survived um, that's really cool well I know you like your lists and um, yeah if I were to make a list it'd be quite long of the things that I've uh, gotten to appreciate learn from you and um, be encouraged by you and uh, just get to be, be around you and enjoy your company and uh I learned from you this this week so far and I know we have some days left but um, I really appreciate your time everything you've shared and, and the opportunity to share a bit of what I've experienced with others listening but is there anything else you'd want others to know about who you are or what matters to you? Not sure how to put it in a few sentences <laughs> yeah, Take as many as you need <laughs> and No, I guess I guess there is uh, if if I need to cross paths with someone, I, I definitely win, will. If someone is curious, they can they can do their research. If if this uh, podcast motivated someone to mm. to change something, to do something, or to just think something different, I think it was a it was a good thing and uh, time well invested, mm. and, and I'm happy to do it. 
Well, I, I really appreciate you doing it, and I appreciate you lying to me about my static numbers earlier, and uh, been enjoying your company and uh, getting to learn from you. So, uh, thank you very much. Thank you for your time, and um, yeah, let's go thank enjoy you. the rest of the day. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.